Hey guys, I'm Josh, a founding engineer at OpenSea, and this is Rekt. Hello and welcome to Wrecked Podcast. I am Bunchu alongside my esteemed colleague and co-host Chamber. Chamber, how you doing, buddy? I am doing very well this morning. Uh, it's a Friday morning. It's beautiful outside. It's that nice spring weather. Uh, you know, I, I walked my daughter to school today. I felt energized. Most exercise I've done in months. Uh, so <laughs> it's a good day for Chamber. That is fantastic. Good news. Uh, it is freezing cold here. I don't know. I don't know if it's cold by you. But, it was crisp. Uh, it was crisp here. That, yeah, it is. <laughs> but we have a fantastic guest with us today. We are very excited to be talking with Josh, uh, one of the founding engineers of OpenSea and creator of Hash Runes. Josh, how you doing, man? Good, good. Um, it's late here but i i'm always staying up late so that's good i have not left my apartment all day today <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic well we appreciate uh you joining us for uh in in the late hours of the night there we uh well it's funny i love i love crypto because of this right it's 10 a.m on friday morning here and it's about you said 11 p.m where you are correct that's right yeah, so I mean, isn't that what the beauty of crypto is, right? Worldwide communication at all decentralized, man. That's absolutely right. So um, we appreciate you joining us, and we're excited to talk about OpenSea and hash runes and NFTs. And let's let's get right into it because, I mean, you don't need to be told this, but uh, NFTs have just been the craze lately. So we are, I would say, I don't know. In the last, what do you think, Chamber, five, six weeks, it's really been just exploding? I mean, I yeah, think... I, I would say I'd say the last few months there's there's been a steady a steady message of NFTs in the marketplace, but I'd say the last, like you said, the last four to six weeks have been just crazy. You know, and we've seen it almost we've seen it go mainstream with things like Top Shot, but mm. what a lot of people don't realize is you know, NFT space has been around for, you know, quite some time. This is not, Top Shot isn't the first NFT. And uh, it, it's um, people like Josh who have kind of helped build the foundation around what we see in the NFT space here and what's, you know, what's to come. So I guess let's, let's start with, um, Josh, how did you kind of get into even, um, let's start with crypto and then NFTs and what appealed to you about that and kind of tell us that whole story. Yeah, so um, I'm actually originally from the Bay Area uh, okay. near San Francisco. So when I was in college, I, I would hear about Bitcoin and people talking about crypto. And at that time, I wasn't really familiar with the ins and outs. Um, I think all I did was sort of read the white paper and sort of understand how things work, but I never really thought too much about it. Um, but later on, uh, after um, working in the Silicon Valley for a while, uh, people around me started talking about crypto all the time. 
Um, it was only, I think, uh, several years after I, <laughs> you know, like started hearing about all this stuff that uh, I was looking for another job. Um, and yeah, and Devin from OpenSea just reached out to me. He's like, hey, have you heard of NFTs? I'm like, um, I have, but not not really. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I knew about CryptoKitties, but it's like, <laughs> what? okay, so what, what's going on? And he kind of explained to me all about it. Um, and, you know, I, I started getting really interested because I was like, okay, well, this is real new and I want to do something new. And that's how I got my start with OpenSea. That's very cool. Um, so what was it kind of about the entire idea of um, NFTs that caught your interest? Because I think it's interesting to, you know, there's people in crypto that are, you know, traders. There's people that are finance experts. There's people that are artists. And I think all of those are very unique perspectives. And I think NFTs mm. have, um, you know, kind of this weird uh, in-between niche between um, who's interested in them and, and why. So what is it about NFTs that kind of caught your interest there? Um, so I would say, you know, like we've always have, we've always had uh, digital assets. So, you know, for a very long time now, people are on the internet and you know, they buy things that are not even physical. Um, and no one has really, you know, how do you know if you truly own something? Right. right. Um, so NFTs are like a way of sort of, uh, I would say, proving that you have ownership. And so it's taking something that's not really a new concept, like ownership of digital things, um, and making it very visible, very, very shareable, very mimetic uh, to the global like uh, user base, because we're all sharing one central, uh, not central, one single database, decentralized, and um, everyone can sort of agree on the state of uh, what's going on in the blockchain. Um, that's really sort of the main gist of what makes NFTs valuable. Um, a lot of people worry about, you know, how the data or, for example, like the image data for a certain NFT, like where is that stored? Um, yeah, so I I've, I've saw that. Um, I feel like that's been the talk in the last week or so. I've seen a lot of bubbling mm -hmm. about that specifically. So, um Care, do you care to kind of go into that? Like, what is uh, what is the whole argument, pros and cons? Because I think that's important um, when we're talking about, you know, new people maybe getting involved in understanding NFTs. Uh, mm. So talk, discuss that a little bit. Yeah. So um, the the value of an NFT is not really like the 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 data itself that you're associating with some object, uh, some digital item. Um, it's really just the sort of, there, there are a couple things. So there's a, there's the provenance behind the NFT. So, you know, where does this come from? Who's backing it? You know, how genuine, how authentic is this? Thing? Right. 
there's a lot of that, that in the market currently where it's you know exactly. people are just generating nfts without you know what i mean just like I, I saw one the other day where somebody just took images of somebody that was popular on twitter and made a dozen nfts out of a dozen different pictures of this person like wh what is that you know uh and they were gen and they were generating ethereum off of it uh which was crazy wild yeah <laughs> yeah uh yeah we were seeing a lot of that kind of thing. But um, I think most of the projects that are showing real value have um, value on based on their provenance. So if you take a look at the the drops we've had, for example, on Sean Mendez, um, you know, his 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 uh, items there, if you just take the data at face value, they're just images or video. Right. Right. Um, but people want them because they're from a famous artist. Yeah. They're from they're from someone that they really like. We had that with Lindsay Lohan a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, yeah, so I mean, you know, Sean Mendes he could he could mint like ten thousand more of the same guitar item if he wanted to, but he's not going to do that. I mean, if he did, it would dramatically lower the value of one right. of them, right? But he's not going to, and people are just trusting that fact. And I mean, why why would any NFT NFT be valuable if you weren't uh, trusting like who's behind the project, mm -hmm. right? So I would not I would not worry about like where this data is being stored as much. Um, is there a issue? Is there an issue down the line? Say because the you know I haven't looked too far into this, but I have seen like the arguments on Twitter and stuff. On is there an issue with what if that person who originally created the NFT um, either stops maintaining that uh, data, like where the data is coming from, or or anything like that? Is that uh, is that an actual? Um, you know, cause for concern in your opinion, or um, you know, what's the thought there? Uh, yeah, so you could say that there's a concern. I, I would say the concern is not as serious as people, like some people, are making out to be. So, of course, you could store the data somewhere. Um, you could use IPFS. You could use some sort of solution that mitigates this issue. There's, I don't think there's. There's nothing that's going to 100% solve the issue, and I don't even, you know, I'm 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 here saying that it's not really a big issue, um, but you know, like with say uh, what like Mooncats, you know, that was a project that was abandoned, and then people are like, oh hey, let's yeah. let's go grab these cats. Um, let's I'm go. I'm so sour. Out. I missed out on getting a Mooncat. I can't <laughs> even tell you because <laughs> uh, I saw it and I I just didn't act in time and then all of a sudden they were gone and that was it <laughs> well i mean like let, let, you know let's say the mooncat project was completely abandoned and there was no way of like even like, there's no easy way of getting the images for the cats for example the community would still figure out like what these were supposed to look like they would still like figure that all out build like a data storage for it, generate all the images, store it somewhere. Community would be like, oh yeah, these are totally the canonical images. Like there, it, it's not really that big of a deal. It's more like, okay, we're, we're pretty sure we can trust that this is 
what they were supposed to look like. I see. Um, that's all that matters. You know, so pe basically, people just need to chill out. Okay, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be that's fine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I mean, it's, it's something like Mooncast. You know, like people are like, "Oh, wow, this is like some really old NFT project. Let's you know dig this out and figure out everything about it." You know, with that kind of enthusiasm, like of course they would figure out what the images were if they didn't know right. what they were beforehand. Yeah. Do you have Do you have any Mooncats? I have two. Nice. <laughs> Flex. I mean, we're look, Chamber and I, we are uh, not going to make it as the kids no. are saying. NGMI. <laughs> we have zero moon cats between us, and I, it was just a big fail, you know? <laughs> but anyway, uh, that, that's awesome. So let's talk a little bit then about OpenSea. So we saw, um, you know, actually, I, I saw a news article that came out this morning. Was it this morning? Uh, or yesterday uh, about OpenSea yeah. um, raising 23 million from A16Z, so the Andreessen Horowitz, um, and so huge. Uh, yeah, I would say news, news, right? Yeah. New, huge news for OpenSea. Talk about kind of what you guys are working on there. What um, you know, what your goals are, what you see, kind of the future being like for OpenSea. Yeah. So. Um... We are really excited about everything that's been happening. Um, we've seen tremendous growth that I'm sure uh, everyone has noticed. Um, and, you know, like for the future, we hope to, you know, and this is the direction we're going, you know, support um, any uh, use cases or any blockchains that people are using. Like basically wherever the users go, um, we aim to support uh, them and provide a marketplace for you know whatever users are interested in. Um, so that's like sort of one of our main philosophies. Um, I would say uh, another thing is like make the make the platform more discoverable. Um, make NFTs on the platform more discoverable. We we want to work on um, basically. Having OpenSea become the the Google or Amazon of right. NFTs, um, the the place where everyone will go to, you know, look up stuff and see what they have. I feel like uh, I feel like you're quite on track there. Uh, so I agree. I mean, I mean I, if it's when, something's not on OpenSea, like I don't does I don't it care. even exist? Yeah, <laughs> is it an, is it really an NFT? <laughs> yeah, like exactly. Is uh, so Chamber, you got you got some questions about OpenSea here. You've been you've been pretty active on OpenSea in the past couple weeks, um, even more than I have, and I've been ringing the NFT bell. Like you, I, it's mostly because I'm poor and you. Are a crypto god now, but uh, you know the the <laughs> your activity on OpenSea has been up there. So, what do you yeah. got for OpenSea? I mean, I I love it. Um, I guess my first question would be, um, obviously, the the key is to get as many new users as possible. Um, I wouldn't say the platform isn't user friendly, but are there kind of are there steps you guys are taking? to make things a little easier for maybe like my my dad to use it or you know what i mean like i don't know somebody that may not be as technically inclined not that i'm a you know white hat hacker or anything but you know mm -hmm. just, just something yeah. a little easier yeah i yeah i should have mentioned this so 
Um, yeah, one of the things we're definitely aiming to do is to make the the sort of onboarding process a uh, lot easier for new users. Currently, new user experience is, I would say, suboptimal. I mean, you have to figure out what a wallet is. Yeah, there's a couple of steps. You have to know all all sorts of things about the blockchain. A lot of people, you know, they they think that the the initial gas fee that they pay to um, basically uh, let us manage like the the orders like the sell and and buy orders um they they think that that money goes to us but it doesn't right it goes to the blockchain so a lot of the sort of common sense things are uh in need of improvement there's a lot of things we can do to to make things more intuitive uh explain uh the process better i know like a lot of people currently experience a sort of like I'm I'm just trying to do this one thing. Why is it telling me to pay like forty dollars of gas? Right. Right. Yeah. Now is there and thoughts yeah, of so that's definitely are, something we're going Are there uh, thoughts? Are, yeah, of, okay. go ahead. No, well, well the gas fees I think is an a interesting piece for all the current NFT activity going on, right? So like, you know, your OpenSea is mostly or all Ethereum. Is it all Ethereum based? Is that correct, or am I wrong? Uh, yes. Currently okay, so all Ethereum. Do you guys see an issue with kind of being all Ethereum at the at the moment because of the gas fees? We've seen you know stuff come out like Flow with Top Shot and things like that, where you know there's less or no gas fees and i feel like you know getting new users in as chamber was saying is um part of the big key to all of this but new users one convincing them to buy an nft maybe uh, tough to begin with right. so the so the pricing of stuff that's out there it kind of, the gas fees feel like they price out the low end right chamber like we were kind of oh, saying yeah. hey you if you are not playing with a certain amount of ethereum already you're kind of priced out of some things because of gas so do you see that being an issue that is a huge issue and we definitely uh, are working on resolving that so i will say that you know we are working on uh support integration with uh other blockchains um so you'll see in the coming weeks uh, we will have something rolling out pretty soon. Um, yeah, I did think will... I thought I saw that Flow was going to be partnering with you guys. Is that a thing? Um, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I can't say when exactly the the integration would be. Um, but yeah, we're we're in you know discussions with uh, awesome the That's integration. Cool. That's cool. So yeah, and and also. Um, and kind of the point I was trying to make was uh, for the for people listening in, uh, the, the the other blockchains or maybe we can call them layer two or side chains, right. um, they would not have such a huge gas fee because they would be based on something that's not just proof of work. Um, right. Yeah, and and that would li- eliminate pretty much the in, almost entire problem of having to pay gas fee. Other than the fact that you still have to pay. Uh, right. gas fee, which we are also working on um like uh i'm not really sure how much of this i can say but uh, <laughs> you 
you <laughs> you can expect that um, pretty soon um, there will be a much more streamlined experience, and you might not have to pay gas fees for most things. Very wow. interesting. That would be. Uh, I think. I mean. I think that's huge because, you know, I'm already struggling sometimes convincing myself I'm going to pay a hundred dollars for uh, for an image <laughs> of something, right? And then when I go to actually do that, it's costing me another hundred dollars in gas, and then Body. I'm like. Then I'm like, man, what am I really doing with my life in general? And it's, it's. Uh, I tweeted yesterday. I was like, all my friends are getting rich. I'm buying moon cats and video clips of grown men playing basketball. Like, what the hell's wrong with me? So, um, but yeah. So the gas fees, I think, is a is a huge, yeah, huge thing. When you uh, go what were you going to say, Chamber? I was going to say when you when I when you tell me to go on a shopping spree, um, and then I you know I just keep buying, <laughs> buying, buying, and I and I try not to look at the gas. But I know every time, like, I think I just spent $500 in gas in that, you know, half hour session. We uh, need to, um, not fun. we need to uh, have a tax professional on. I, there's got, you got to be able to write off your gas fees, I think, right? Gosh. Like you have to. <laughs> Sometimes it's good not to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, do you know if you can write off your gas fees? <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a. It depends on your I, mileage. <laughs> tax account but um i, I would think it's, it's very likely that you can write that off there you go you heard it here cost first of doing, cost of doing business <laughs> you heard it here first josh tax accountant is <laughs> <laughs> Ch chamber this stars. is where if we're using the video yeah. you run the not financial <laughs> advice ticker across the bottom exactly and, uh, yeah <laughs> josh's well, my argument would just be like if you use an ex if you use a broker for exchanging currencies for example or buying stock uh your commission can usually be written off um and that's your... pretty much the same kind of thing right yeah i guess that is yeah true. yeah yeah it's just a yeah. decentralized broker <laughs> right? exactly. there you go awesome so i mean it, i think uh like you said i think OpenSea is well on their way to being that kind of go-to spot for um especially like you know, if it, as Chamber said, if it's not on OpenSea, does it even well, exist? I remember, I remember not that long ago, like a year ago, maybe a little bit more. Um, w even even during the last, uh, the last bull run back in 2017, 2018, uh, Wax, like that kind of that Wax blockchain, was kind of a, a very high on the list. Um, and I would say over the course of time, that's definitely gone a different direction than OpenSea. I think OpenSea has slowly become kind of the the standard in NFTs um, as far as purchasing them, marketplaces, all that stuff. Uh, so I, I agree. I think I think you guys are well on your way to being, you know, like the Google, like you said, like the Google. I think the next the next step, and I think it's just a step for the entire space, is just making things, you know, a little bit more user friendly. Not necessarily an open sea thing. I think it's just a cryptocurrency thing at this point. Um, yeah, and then. For, do you so I, I don't know if you have insight to this but you know when we we have seen like this huge nft boom where everybody's talking about it everybody's seems like they're buying and selling nfts um what is the traffic kind of looked like do you have insight on you know how much that's increased in the past you know i would say a couple months versus what you had seen in maybe the past year uh yeah it's an, an, an absolute explosion so really yeah so um 
it's gone to the point where we're constantly making infrastructure changes because our traffic increases and our user base is increasing. Um, people are loading the pages like way more often than they used to because there were not as many people. Um, so, you know, I would take a look at how many users are currently on the site and be like, oh, wow, that's like, that would have been unthinkable last year. Really? Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, if you just take a look at all the publicly available um, charts about uh, OpenSea and the users and the, the volume, um, I think Dune Analytics has some pretty good charts for that. Um, yeah, you can you can just take a look at that chart, and that's exactly how how much more traffic is coming in. That's very cool. I, I mean, I think you're seeing it all over the place. I see so many people. Uh, Chamber, you had a you had a a question about the traffic, maybe related piece. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it's traffic, but I do notice when I run OpenSea, it sometimes can kind of congest my computer. Uh, is that is that a normal thing? Like, what's it doing in the background? I feel uh, sometimes it really starts humming uh, when I have OpenSea. Uh, occasionally, like I'm running it now, it's no problem. But sometimes, mm -hmm. sometimes it, yeah, it can I would be. I would say that that's that's and that's our bad. <laughs> so yeah, we need to work on making the website a lot lighter, lighter, light. That's what it feels. It feels like it's got some substance to it. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, got, yeah. It's so, got a back seat in it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Right, so we're trying to move fast, <laughs> and we've been trying to, you know, get things done very quickly to support all the, the sort of needs of the community. Um, and I think as part of this next push this year, we'll be trying to get the website to function really nicely, really, really lightweight. Because, yeah, uh, we're well aware that sometimes you can leave your OpenSea tab open, uh, come back. You know, like 12 hours later and then you're trying to click on things or scroll <laughs> and it's like what's going on yeah um, okay all right as long as we're just, totally aware of that sometimes yeah. i feel like it's my fault um so i'm, no, I'm just no, happy no, to no. know um that's good <laughs> now the real question i have uh and I, i've seen this being asked i've seen that i've seen this being put out there on twitter but is there any any thought to an open seat token uh, in the future? Have they, have they thrown that around? Because I know people uh, are just aching for one of those airdrops. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, um, we're not against the idea. Um, that's what I'll say. Um, <laughs> I guess there'd be a way really... you'd have, yeah, I, I, I totally understand. Don't get me wrong. Like... Uh, but there, there has to be a way to, uh, I, I'm assuming there would have to be a way to utilize it and, and it would have to have a purpose of some sort because I feel sometimes they'll just create a token. Like some some projects will just create a token for the sake of doing so. I feel if it was Open C, there would definitely be some some reason, some purpose behind it. So I, I can appreciate if that's still in the uh, in the background. We definitely. For, for the so yeah, if if there were to be a token, we definitely would want there to be substantial meaning behind it, um, sure. and not just a way to. Uh, just raise money, for example, like I, and a lot of projects, um, you know, they do an ICO um, and that's like sort of their whole basis of, of making their first or, or having funding to do the project. Right. Um, yeah, so we, we would want 
any sort of token to have more utility. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I think, and that that would be. Well, I mean, isn't that what makes a good token? Hopefully, right? Like any kind, any kind of utility. Hopefully, right? Yeah. Um, but I think that was a that was a good question, Chamber, because I think everybody's been kind of speculating on whether or not that might happen. Mm -hmm. uh, but awesome. So I think that's a, a good place to to cover for OpenSea. Um, you have another project that you founded that we we think is pretty cool that we both have participated in, and that's called Hash Runes. And Chamber, you you've gotten yourself how many? You got you got three? I got a couple. I think I have three. I got. I'll just bring. I'll bring one up now. Actually, I so. got. I have, <laughs> I have. I have one. I have one that I've named. Have fun staying poor. Um, and, uh, so, so talk about, um, what hash runes is, what the idea was behind the project, things like that. What, how you got started with that? Yeah. So, um, you know, as someone who works on OpenSea directly, um, I didn't really spend much time doing my own projects. So one motivation was just to like actually have an NFT project so I could use OpenSea. So it might sound crazy, but I should say or hash runes. I, I I don't think I've really participated much on OpenSea. Um, I've just been yeah. building it. So you build something and you end up not using it. Uh, <laughs> and so what, use it. what lessons have you learned since that? Then I mean, having now used it because of your own project. What how, what did that kind of teach you about OpenSea that maybe you didn't know before, even having built it? Oh, lots of things, like the sort of pain points of the process, like getting things up on OpenSea, how to connect the meta metadata. Um, uh, well, but that's not the only reason, right? So this project itself, uh, I think, has some pretty new ideas in it. So. Um, first of all, it's generative art, which isn't new, but um, it's you know it, it's been it's been pretty popular, I would say. Um, and I wanted to sort of explore this area and give it uh, more meaning. So one thing is so the main I guess main thing is that. So step back really quick. So mm -hmm. um, for those who may not even know what generative art means. Can you kind of describe that for them? Right. So generative art is art that's produced by a computer um, with an alg algorithm. And it's usually making use of randomness and creating sort of beauty um, out of the randomness, out of this entropy that's uh, sort of inherent in the, the process. So... Uh, there are a bunch of NFT projects that uh, do this and, you know, they generate something randomly and it turns out looking real cool. Um, well, it depends on what kind of algorithm. So you want to make an algorithm that that generates cool looking art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. So the, the kind of new thing um, about this is that it's both on chain and um, it's the result of the art or the art is completely created by the user because the user uh, provides the name of the piece. So, and you, depending, you, now correct me if I'm wrong, and depending on the name, will change the algorithm, will change the art, correct? That's correct. 
that's it's amazing. I mean, you're taking the best parts. Uh, like we had um, hash masks that come out. I'm assuming there's there's some correlation there uh, with with hash runes. But hash masks, you bought you you randomly got a piece of art after participating, but then you had to pay to change the name of it, or you you were you know they generated tokens to to pay to change the name. This you're taking the best part, which is name in in my opinion, which is naming the piece of art. And the name itself dictates what what the art's going to look like, which I think is fantastic. Yeah, so I I haven't seen that before, and so I decided to to go in this direction and do this. And yeah, so I I I would claim that it's the first on chain generative art that the user creates by naming it. That's cool because you can see that actually changing now with the, as he's typing it which is cool so um there's a couple you know as he's typing the name in there the the visual or what it produces as your piece totally changes um which is really cool so um hashrooms I think we, yeah hashrooms oh yeah <laughs> do hashrooms.com see what happens oh like type in hashrooms yeah <laughs> i'm like i'm there <laughs> That's cool. Oh, there you go. That's wild, man. So I think uh, you um, you need a, a tagline. It's hash runes. The beauty is in the name. <laughs> there you go. That's a good one. I think my tagline on the website was something like, uh, was it like on-chain art named by you or summoned by you or something like that? I, love I, like, I like both. Um, now, I have a question. Um, when I when I was buying them, there was there was first edition, and there was Genesis. Now right. when I when I when I clicked, the, I think you're automatically brought to first edition. So right now it says first edition hash runes minted seven hundred and seventy three out of ten thousand. Current price point one six seven eight Ethereum or free. Each hash rune minted increases the price by point zero 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 two Ethereum. Uh, and if I click on Genesis. So going from 0.16, now it says Genesis uh, minted 374. Current price is just over two Ethereum. So what's what's the difference between the first edition versus the Genesis? Yeah, so the Genesis is the first smart contract that I deployed, and it had a very expensive pricing function. So what happens is that after you buy one, the next time someone wants to create one, they have to pay 1% more. And, you know, with this sort of compounding price, uh, it sort of got goes, <laughs> it, it goes real fast. So it, the first one sold for 0 0.05 Ether. Mm -hmm. And now we're at like 2.07. Right. <laughs> and that's with I think like three hundred something. Yeah, I think it was three hundred seventy, three hundred seventy four. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you can see that that's definitely not something that most people can participate. I was going to go cloud chasing the other day, and I almost got one, but I'm like, well, I should really find out what the difference is before I go spending two <laughs> Ethereum. Um, so yeah, so one thing is like it's just by its own nature on the smart contract and all the pricing stuff that's all coded in the smart contract. So by its own very nature, it's way more scarce. And also it doesn't have that 
corner pattern you see on the first editions. Mm -hmm. Right. So the first edition is basically a less ex exclusive version. It's way cheaper. The the price is uh, increases um, by a little bit each time, and it doesn't like increase by some percentage. Um, so that's I think pretty different. Um, it also has like a cap, a maximum number um, of I think it's ten thousand. Yeah. Um, because because since it's way cheaper, there's no way to sort of guarantee some scarcity. So I put a I put a like a hard cap on it. Um, so yeah, that's main difference. And um, you'll find that the same name on both editions look very different because mm -hmm. they have they have a slight differences in the generating algorithm. And if if you generate a Genesis, you get the first edition. Is that what the or free piece means? Is that how I understood that, or am I incorrect there? So if you generate a Genesis hash rune, um, it lets you generate the first edition counterpart for free. Right. But but you still have to pay gas because the, gas. the first edition came after the Genesis, and due to technical reasons, there's you can't retroactively change the Genesis smart. I mean, that's kind of the point of the blockchain. You can't change <laughs> what it does uh, afterward. But the first edition was a response to people in the community who were like, oh man, I really think this is so cool, but it's just too expensive. Sure. Go, like if, if, there, if there were one that's like way cheaper, I would buy it. So then I made one that's like way cheaper. Got it. Yeah, uh, that's that's pretty cool. I think it's awesome. The the i've never seen because i've seen some of the other generative stuff out there which the uh, the whole idea is cool in the first place but the fact that it changes and the algorithm is based on the actual name that you give it is really um i think what makes that pretty unique so um chamber any other comments on on hash runes? You gonna go cloud chasing or what? <laughs> I still might go cloud chasing. You've already uh, now now Chamber Chamber's your biggest fan, Josh. He's already bought hash runes and placed them for sale on OpenSea. So he's got he's got it all figured I'm out. I'm in the Josh ecosystem right now. That's right. <laughs> I'm a Josh I'm a Josh Maxi. What can I say? That's funny. <laughs> I mean it's more than what I could have asked for. This is my first NFT project. And That's it, it's cool. I honestly think yeah. it's one of the what honestly one of the funnest ones that I've seen so far. Like it's it's to me it's better than again, it all has to in my opinion has the price I think is very reasonable. Uh currently I mean you can you can just buy a bunch of them. There's still over 9,000 you can still purchase at a over reasonable 9, price. Yeah. Um there the fact that you can create your own name and it generates it generates the art face on name uh, to me is fantastic. Um, I think it's just a matter of time before this just absolutely, uh, you know, goes crazy. I think crazier than like the hash masks and the oh, moon wow. cats. Like, this is gonna go. <laughs> this is gonna go crazy. I'm telling you, this is gonna be a good one. Uh, so. I, well, I think I think the funny part is you definitely bought multiple because you realized that what you could name them and figure, uh, and it changed based on what the name of it was. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, like, I mean, I love the names. Uh, so <laughs> as funny. I think of more names, I'm just going to keep buying them. That's funny. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think that's pretty awesome. And uh, so 
I think what's important, what you just said, Chamber, too, is the the price is important because what we're seeing with a lot of these projects out there is the especially the generative ones, they're all on these bonding curves, right? And the bonding curves sometimes at, like with the current price of Ethereum, you know, when they started, they may not have been very expensive, right? Where like, you know, remember a year ago, ETH was a hundred dollars, right? Right. Like, so, you know, if something that started over a year ago, your bonding curve that looked reasonable at the time may not be reasonable from a price standpoint now, if you don't already have a pile of ETH you're sitting on, right? But as people come into the space and they want to participate in these ecosystems and find these cool projects, they quickly get priced out of some of these bonding curves, right? And I think that's part of the problem, you know, with uh, some of these generative projects. And I think to your point, making that first generation or the first edition pieces um, with the idea of it being more price conscious in mind uh, is, is a great idea because it allows more people to kind of come in and experience the uh, not only the art of it, but the the fun experience of being able to name it and all that kind of stuff. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts there? Did you have any um, what kind of went into your idea about that pricing structure and all of that. And what do you think of that in the space in general? Yeah. So for the Genesis hash runs, um, the ones that are exponential, um, that's, you know, made for the people who are really invested into sort of the exclusivity of the hash runs. And I think um, having both of these additions sort of covers most of uh, what the community wants um, because the the first edition hash runes, I think, would cater better towards people who just want to have the name that they wanted. You know, they want they want to buy the hash room that has a certain name, um, and you know, by keeping the prices low, um, but the prices will still increase. Like mm -hmm. uh, the the reason and the reason why I have it still increase is because uh, you know the. People who get in early will see a return if you know they buy it now instead of later, um, and that's something that's I guess important to a lot of people in the community is the excitement of getting in early. Got to be um, early. Although if if you're not early, you're late, right, Chamber? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Story of my life. Story so I think life. having both of these additions is like pretty important to engage the community sort of serve both purposes. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Cool. Um, any any last comments on, on Hashroon's chamber? Um I, I no, I think it's I think it's one of the best projects, NFT projects I've seen so far. Uh, I think if you're if you're interested in NFTs, you should definitely check it out. Uh, they're very very interesting. Uh, better than some of the ones a lot a lot of the ones that I've seen so far. So check it out. Uh, but big fan of hash runes. Great. Yeah, what I another think. Cool. Go ahead, Josh. Uh, yeah, another thing I think is was really cool about this project is I, I did no marketing. There's absolutely no promotion. Uh, all I did was put this out on OpenSea, and people started buying them. So there's clearly interest, uh, I would say. Um, and yeah, like I would, I'd like more people to notice the project so that the and we have a Discord. A lot of people are talking about ways of sort of bringing more visibility um you know like having me on on this podcast probably would help uh the 
people in the Discord. There you know. go. We got to drop the link yeah. in the Discord. Chamber, you better get in that Discord today. <laughs> I'm in it. I'm <laughs> That's so, why we, yeah, I, right. we didn't even know there was a Discord. We're like, yeah, well, let's have, this is cool. Let's have them on. <laughs> so honestly, I, I didn't know that this project was going to go anywhere. And then after I deployed everything and, and people are taking notice, I mean, it did, I think, 63 ether of secondary sales on the first wow. two days wow just i think just in one day yeah and, and that's like secondary sales that's secondary sales wow yeah, so, so I, I mean i definitely can see a world where all these ten thousand are minted at some point for sure i, I don't well, know when so but. that was the very first like the beginning there was like a sort of of uh, it went semi-viral um but I think to get sort of sustained growth in the community, we, we need to actually do some promotion. Sure. I think, uh, you know, like I said, with the what's unique about this, there's a couple different ways that you can experience NFTs, right? And like right now, it's right now the NFT space is mostly art and kind of experiences and things like that where we see it with you know top shot being more of like a collectible piece um versus you know an artist actually putting out a work of art and then there's something like hash rooms which is something totally different where it's the art is in the math right like that's that's where it really uh gets its its intrigue from um which lots of ideas you can build on top of it too yeah so you know for the people who own the genesis hash like i have, I have all these ideas about what kind of like, projects in the future i can do where you know if you own this hash room then you get like sort of perks for this particular mm -hmm. name or things like that and i think what's really great about it is because these names have sort of meaning to us in our language um, I think that's a really natural thing to build on top of. So sure. if you have like some character that should have a name, you can tie that to hash rooms. That's why I picked uh, a a fantastic crypto Twitter <laughs> meme as my name. <laughs> you, Chamber, I think you need to mint uh, NGMI. You got to mint. Not going to make it. Like, I have to gotta... check if they're minted yet. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly, yeah. possibly going to make it. Like... I think that's the funny. I think that's the fun part about like the naming pieces. It brings a meme aspect to it, right? And each one exactly. of those are, are unique. And you know how crypto Twitter loves their memes, right? So <laughs> uh, it's funny. Awesome. It's also well, kind of an inside joke because you can just show the hash room but not tell them what the name is. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, of course. Yeah, you get that. That's funny. I like that. I'm going to start naming mine and then just showing them the chamber, and they're all just going to be making fun of him when he goes <laughs> to look at them like on OpenSea. <laughs> You've made like a gallery in uh, crypto voxels. That's um, fantastic. You know, for their ashes. That's great. And someone was sharing like, oh, wow, this one looks really awesome. But they like, they redacted the name out of the like, screenshot so that <laughs> like, <laughs> so that other people wouldn't know it's called so that if they wanted to buy it, they could buy it before anyone else. That's funny. Yeah, that, that gives it a, a really unique aspect that I think is a lot of fun. So yeah. Um, Cool. I think that's a good place to stop. What do you think, Chamber? I think that was, yeah, that, this was a great show. Great information from Josh. Inside source, if you're not a Josh Maxi by the end of this episode, <laughs> there's no helping you. You're uh, not going to oh, make it. Not gonna make it. 
Yeah. Josh, where can people find you? Um, let them know uh, where we can um, where we can find you. Yeah, uh, Joshua Wu Zero. Um, awesome. That's my Twitter handle. Uh, if you also go on OpenSea, uh, my username is Josh, J-O-S-H. Uh, wow, all he, he got the Josh. He's <laughs> yeah. the Josh. The yeah. <laughs> I think there's another Josh that has up that has uppercase letters. I'm I'm the one with all lowercase. All lowercase Josh. I like it. That's right. Chamber tried to get Josh, but he he ended up with like Josh one two three four. Like, <laughs> I'm also uh, I'm also Joshua dot Ah, I like oh. that. I saw that in your in your headline. We need to get ourselves a dot uh, name chamber. I agree. I think for the show. A, that's a, if I don't, if I don't uh, spend all what do, our do we have funds. to pay? What what is what's the cost to get one of those, Josh? The dot uh, it depends on how long it, the name is. Oh, so really? For if it's five characters or more, uh, it's it's only I think fifteen dollars a year. I think. Oh, that's oh, that's we gotta reasonable. we gotta have that then. We gotta wreck dot eth. Wreck dot eth is actually probably a pretty good one. There's no <laughs> way. There's no way that the, isn't already taken. <laughs> Check it out. Man, if I don't yeah, spend, this could oh, be a later story, but I, I actually worked on the ENS auction on. The ah, there oh, really? We go. Well, was, tell us about main, that quick. Okay, yeah, I was the main person in charge of that. Um, we built like a custom auction system. Uh, try to weed out any people who are just trying to game the auction systems. Very, very interesting <laughs> stories. I, I don't think I can go over them in such a short time. Um, but yeah, like all the stuff that went down. Um, I'm sure you guys might have heard of. The incident yep. where someone took some very high value names and they gave it back. Um, <laughs> they, you know, they didn't have to give it back, but they gave it back, which I'm glad for. Um, but yeah, like, uh, yeah, maybe we can talk about that. Another time. I like I'll, Josh is setting up episode two for us. I like this. <laughs> I like that. I, I, I was thinking the same thing. We already now have to have him back for this episode. <laughs> so that's great. But everybody, check out hashrooms.com. Check out Josh on Twitter and OpenSea. Um, and that is going to do it for us. What do we got coming up next week, Chamber? Anything? Just who knows? Whatever the market tells us, we're going to come up with. That's we have to, exactly. We right. have to we, wait till the weekend happens. We plan these shows basically a day ahead. You know. <laughs> yeah. <it's>... Well, <laughs> I think with Josh, I think with Josh, we had it set up a little earlier, but. Uh... Uh, we, we, hey, we're back to some kind of structure on this show. Look at that. <laughs> we had a guest. It was great. Uh, a plus. We probably won't have another guest for a while. Uh, we don't want to. We don't want to set the bar too high all the time. We got to bring it down. That's right. Uh, they don't the call company. us wrecked podcast for nothing. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, I'm gonna go uh, spend our joint wrecked podcast funds on a digital horse. And okay. until next time, don't get wrecked. And that is financial advice. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. You can help support us by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and become a wrecked patron by signing up for a monthly tier on Patreon.com. That's Patreon.com forward slash wrecked podcast. Don't get wrecked.